All right, well, my name is Cincy, and I am the director of the Hope Venture here. Um, I'm the host for today's podcast, Teaching Our Kids to Live and Love Generously. This is the second in a four-part series we'll be doing, and I'm super excited about it. Many of you know we're mostly overseas. We work with those in extreme poverty in five different countries, people making less than $2.15 a day by UN standards. And so we can't do that without a fun, generous hub of people here that are helping give toward that and be generous so we can help other people. So we're going to take the month of February uh, and just try to pause and give back to our donors if we can to say, how can we help you in your journey of generosity? How can we come alongside of you in some new way? And I'm excited about that. Uh, excited for the parents that might be listening to that, even to the singles. I think the content we've had in this already, I'm super excited about. So if wherever you're at in your journey, would love for you to hear what we're doing. We are going to have a guest every week on with us. We're going to launch these, uh, if you're hearing them for the first time, every Monday in the month of February. Um, but of course, they'll be on various different platforms. You can catch them anytime. But we will have a guest uh, sharing their different experiences of how they've grown in generosity themselves, how they've taught that to their kids, how or tried to or failed to or whatever else. Um, and then even while you're listening, if you have young kids and they are running around screaming right now and you're like, oh, I really want to hear this podcast. And they're like, mom, help me. Mom, do this. Dad, help me. Just maybe go to our social media Click on the link in the bio, download a PDF for them to color or to be engaged with. Go to our website in the footer there. You'll find a link to this as well if you want to download that PDF. There'll be something for your kids there that they can be, you know, exploring and coloring while you take a sip of whatever it is you like to sip or eat be merry, <laughs> chill out for a minute, and uh, we'll get started. I'm so excited. So today, um, we have Katie Stelzer with us. Katie and her family uh, have given to many of our different projects over the years at the Hope Venture, and I've watched her give to so many things in the community and lead her kids to do that. I'm super excited to have her on here, but I one of the things I'm excited about, Katie, is that some of our donors that we've had on here, maybe... A lot of them are a recurring donor. They've been a student sponsor with us, maybe our backbone team, like on a in a more continual way. And you and uh, your family have done more like as God has enabled you. You've kind of jumped in and mm -hmm. done that. And it makes me think that you're prayerful about that. You're thinking about where do we want to give to this. And, and it's a reminder that we don't have to do this all the same way about the freedom that's so exciting in generosity in the first place. God mm -hmm. gives us freedom in our generosity. We haven't really talked about that a lot on these uh, podcasts yet, but that freedom and to have different guests on here that do that differently, that give not just the same way as everybody else. I think at the Hope Venture, we're trying to give custom opportunities for people to to make a direct impact overseas to somebody with a real need and then have joy in that and so to watch that happen through different ways different people engage engage with us um, I'm excited to have you on here as a um, someone who's who's not just like doing that the same exact way all the time but you're mm -hmm. you're doing that in big chunks at time doing that in smaller ways doing that bigger ways and all uh, oftentimes with your kids as well and so excited to talk to you about how you lead your kids in the community and various things you do with that. So um, tell us a little bit about Katie. Just let's introduce you, 
how many kids do you have? Tell us their ages, who they are. Tell us a little bit about your place in life right now. Yeah. So, um, yep, I do have three kids. My husband and I, we just have been married for 20 years last October. Oh, congrats. So um noah is our oldest he's 16 years old he's a sophomore and then sam he's our second son uh he is 12 going on 13 in may so i'll have two teenagers and um (laughs) and then hannah is nine my youngest um she is about nine and a half so she's in third grade awesome 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 tell us so i'm a listener Trying to tune in, trying to connect. Who's this Katie Stelzer? What's her family like? What are what are some of the things your kids are into these days or what's happening in your... Tell us a little bit about your day-to-day world. Yeah, so I, um, I've been a nurse for almost 19 years. Well, 19 and a half years, actually, and it is a huge passion of mine. I awesome. love nursing. Yeah. It is definitely God's calling mm-hmm. on my life. And yeah. um, so... Nursing is amazing in the sense that I can work part-time, so I get a taste of working, but I also am home mostly with my kids. So um, Mike and I just thought that was super important that one of us be home most of the time to be there for our kids and what they're going through. So I work one to two days a week um, outpatient as an RN, so my hours are like super spoiled. I'm about nine to six, so I still get to get my kids to school in the morning, and we have awesome babysitters to pick them up after. Awesome. but yeah, so if I'm not working, then our, you know, the morning daily routine of getting kids off to school and trying to snip in a little, slip in a little devotional or a verse before they go off to mm-hmm. feed them that. But um, and then all the home chores for me, I take, I love classes at the Y with yeah. my friends and there stuff. And, um, and then of course evenings are, I love picking my kids up from school. I think it's such a cool opportunity. They're ready to download when they get in the car usually. Yeah. Most of them, <laughs> whether it's good or bad, they're yeah. more talkative, so that's really yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, boys are in sports, basketball, lacrosse, football. Mm-hmm. Um, love hanging out with their friends. Hannah is our artsy girl, so she loves volleyball, but she loves drawing and coloring and writing stories and yeah. animals. And so, yeah, we're yeah. just we doing life. Yeah. Like most you people. know, do any of your kids do music? They do mu- they must do music. I know you and Mike are very musical. Do they yeah. also do that or well, not that we need our kids to do the same thing we're no, doing. So Hannah, they've freedom. all taken piano lessons. The boys have both played trumpet. Um much to artist made. They're not really in music right now, which has been a little bit of a source of contention in the house. <laughs> but I'm like, man, we can't force them to do stuff. But oh, yeah. I'm hoping they're all very talented. So Yeah, um, I love how, like, again, that freedom, like, we, our kids are not us, right? Yeah. They have the freedom to do their own thing, to be themselves. Um, and, you know, exciting to watch you guys journey even in that and say you know you're free to do you know what you want to do but also if you want to do music or whatever but yeah um also shout out to the babysitters out there you were mentioning like how you've had great babysitters so you can work Mm -hmm. till 6 p.m or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh just that's a way we give that's a way we're generous also you know like families love it when they get some help or whether it's a technical babysitter or a family member or friend that steps in and helps us that's a way we're generous so shout out to that all right let's dive into um just this idea of generosity and we said we were going to take this definition out of the dictionary just to be simple about it that generosity would be a readiness to give more of something as in money or time than is strictly necessary or expected so to give 
beyond what's just the norm to choose to go above and beyond. And I think we do that because if God fills us, you know, that's, that's our supplier. That's why we're able to do that as Christians in a way that's different than, than the world can give. Cause if we're lacking, it's kind of hard to give, but if we have a supply then we're able to be generous and to give more than the world might expect, whether again, whether that's money or time or just care about um, some people. So I just wanted to start with, Again, we can't do that with our kids if we're not learning that ourselves. And just mm-hmm. wanted to dive into your story a little bit of what have you learned about generosity and your growing up or now or anything that's affected yeah. you and your thoughts about it. Yeah. So um, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a Christian home. Um, so growing up, my parents talked a lot. They were just really open with us. And I think as they learned how to give and tithe, they talked to us kids about that. It was like this is all God's anyway. And the Bible asks us to give a portion of what we make because Mm -hmm. it's his anyway to him. Um, so they taught that they modeled that and we weren't, we definitely weren't poor, but we weren't super well off. But my parents were just always faithful and they Mm -hmm. taught us kids how to do that as we earned money babysitting or whatever, um, with a job. And then I think in other practical ways, we gave a lot of our time and talent. So, um, my parents were youth group sponsors, um, for my sister and I, my older brother and sister are quite a bit older than us. So my younger sister and I, we experienced missions trips and we worked our tails off to go on those missions trips. Like we painted fences and Uh held, you know, food. We, uh, did like pancake feeds and all that stuff. So we worked really hard to raise money, but we went and then we gave of our time to go on these missions trips. So like Romania, Mexico, a few different places we went. Um, so that was another way. And then, um, I think our home was always open to people in need, like somebody's house burnt down. Their family stayed in our basement for a while. And there was just, we had foster kids for a little bit. We had, foreign exchange students like we just always had people in our home that our basement was nothing to be excited about (laughs) but we just offered it when it was needed and that just always left a huge impression Hmm. on me um and I think based on that foundation Mike and I got married when we were 21 so we were really young we were still in school Mm -hmm. trying to work just pay for school live um we just like from the very get-go I think before we even got married it was just like we are tithing Like, Mm -hmm. no matter what, no matter how much or little or much we have, like, we're going to give God the first, as a base, just 10% of what we earn, but more if God allows or tells us to, um, just knowing that in that, he's going to provide for us no matter what. So um, that's just something we set as a foundation in our marriage, and we never argued about it. It was Uh never like, oh, things are really tight this month. I don't think we can do that. Yeah. and then it did get challenging. I mean, as you have kids and then Mike's health took a pretty huge turn for the worse uh, about five years into our marriage with mm-hmm. his Crohn's disease. So he spent the better half of 10 to 12 years yeah. super sick, medical bills. Yeah. Um, there were months where like, okay, like we kind of need to pay this bill off. and But we just stayed faithful yeah. to tithing. And honestly, God took care of us. Mm-hmm. Every single time as we were faithful yeah. to give, there'd be like some friends of our friend church and are like, I don't know why, but God just impressed upon our hearts to like yeah. give you this money. Mm-hmm. And it was like, literally there were more times than I can count where it was the exact amount that we needed wow. for yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, 
uh, that's why we're faithful because not that we give to Mm -hmm. get, but I just think as we remain faithful, not knowing where money is going to come from, like, I think he just blesses that faith, you know? Yeah. You know, when you mentioned, uh, just that, that sense, even in that last example of, Ah, that's why we do like there was someone saw someone our need and even as we were choosing in ways they didn't even know about to give in different ways they blessed us in a totally different way Mm -hmm. and I think I want to back up even you were talking about growing up and watching your parents have people in your home or watching your parents um, live out their faith and you said that was a part of your that was just a part of life did you ever think like Oh, I don't like them offering the basement. I wanted to play down there. Did you did you find joy? Did you did you have a proud moment that struck you like, oh, I'm glad we do this? Or like, what were some of your emotions watching your parents do that? Was it all just, well, I yeah, we just do it? Or were there some times you're like, that's how I want to live too? Or yeah, what was that like? I think I was pretty little when they started doing that. I don't know yeah. that they did that earlier on. Yeah in their marriage or whatever but I think by the time my younger sister and I were five six seven yeah like I just remember people being in our home Mm -hmm. and it being such a fun thing like Uh. I was oh oh my gosh like there's people here and (laughs) there's somebody else to play with or do stuff with and we lived out on an acreage out in the middle of nowhere southeast Mm -hmm. of Lincoln so we had lots of Mm -hmm. land and um like I said we didn't have a ton it's not like we lived elaborately but we just gave and I think I think because it happened at such a young age I think it was just like oh this is so cool yeah so which is why we want to talk about parenting because if you could instill that at that young age and it just becomes a part of our life and we have joy and oh somebody's here today and not like oh somebody's here I open up the house for the first time to a stranger and I don't I don't know what that's like and but if we're around it growing up and we just have some joy in that and I mean you're talking about joy you're talking about not not getting to a place where you have this excessive amazing amount and then you give it but you know we just had a basement and we just offered it it wasn't necessarily the most elaborate basement or the most everything that anybody ever had but we were willing to offer it and I found joy in that and that is that is hugely how this all unfolds right yeah so I mean I'm not gonna lie there probably were a couple situations like "Mm." (laughs) yeah (laughs) we had a family in town that's house caught fire and Mm -hmm. they you know they maybe weren't there was not most cleanly yeah. and they smoked and stuff so I was like oh yeah that maybe it wasn't yeah. good but you know for the most part like they were there and I think it just yeah. felt good to help somebody yeah. who needed help so yeah that's awesome. so great too because <laughs> trying to be know, honest yeah it's so good because you know <laughs> when we give it doesn't always work out like we thought it would <laughs> like, all smooth really? and everybody's happy like yeah. oh shoot you know why did we do that one but you know like over time you still had this culture of giving and like yeah. it, it turned out you know yeah but, it did yeah, honestly, it's, you know, if you're trying to teach your kids generosity and you try something and it doesn't work, that's probably part of the norm. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Well, let's dive into, um, I asked you to, do you have any, like, verses that have shaped your thinking on generosity? Tell us a little bit of what you found on that. Yeah, so I had a hard time just off the cuff thinking of one particular verse, but as I was kind of searching through the Bible for verses on money, I honestly came across this first Timothy six, seventeen through nineteen, which I don't know that I'd really heard as much as some of the others, but um do you want me to read it? Yeah, yeah, okay. so let's read it. So it says this is 
New Living Translation. So it says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasures as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. <laughs> so like, that good. Awesome? So good, yeah. <laughs> so awesome. All right, dive into that a little bit. Like, what speaks to you in that? Like, what what shaped you out of that? Or what, as you even look at it now, what, what resonates with you? Yeah. I think the word rich kind of throws everybody off because I think by the world, by United States standards, I'm like, well, I'm not rich. But technically, almost everybody living in the U.S. is rich, yeah, so to speak. Totally. So um, I just love it because it just says, so even if you are rich, even if you do have money, don't be caught up in pride in that. Mm-hmm. Don't use that as your pedestal yeah or source of betterment and then it says also not to trust in that money because Mm -hmm. it's unreliable so Mm -hmm. you may be doing good one year and then the next year something may totally come up to wreck you mentioned those health problems yeah all of a sudden you have health issues like you're like crud so that's not there so that's not where our trust um should be laying and then it's the very next thing it tells us what we should trust in it says trust in god Mm -hmm. who richly gives us all we need, which I think of a verse, I can't remember the, but it says all good things come from above. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, everything is his anyway. Anything yeah. good I have is from him. Yeah. Um, and then it says, tell them to use their money for good. Mm-hmm. But not only that, but it's not just talking about money, but it's talking about our what we do with our time. Yeah. It says be yeah. rich in good works mm-hmm. and generous to those in need, which can be more than just mm-hmm. financial, like yeah. money. Yeah. Um, and then always being ready to give, to share with others. Yeah. Um, and then it just tells us where we should store our treasures. We should store our treasures. It says by doing good, this will be storing up treasures as a good foundation. So to me, that means storing up our treasures in heaven because yeah. we can't take anything with us from here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just think it kind of includes your yeah, time, your so talent, your treasures, there, right? your character as a person. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it. I love something you know. Rich has talked about about you know first of all us being rich, and you mentioned you know maybe not in American standards, but ninety seven percent of the world lives less than the American standards. Mm-hmm. You know, so we are most of us, many of us listening to this, rich in a lot of ways, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it talked about God giving richly. Like, if we could remember, God actually does give to us, not just sparingly, but he gives us richly. He gives us a lot um, for our needs, but also it said for our enjoyment. That gives us all that we need for our enjoyment. It's not like he just... Again, like he scrapes by. Even when I look at a sunset and a sunrise, mm-hmm. I see how he didn't just make this robotic world function right. I mean, yeah. he makes it beautiful and creative and fun. And we can smile and we can joke around, you know, yeah. and enjoy the life that God's given us. And then we should be rich in good works, like you talked mm-hmm. about. Generous to those um, in need, ready to share. All that just anticipation of, hey, is somebody else out there that might need something mm-hmm. instead of just this closed mind? And then at the end of it all, so that they may experience true life. Like, this is true life. Yeah. Living in love generously, that is the life. Like, that is yeah. it, you know? And yeah. it's so good. 
I so did great. actually have to look up to see if enjoyment was in all the uh, versions. Okay, and yeah. I'm like, I looked up, I think, in the NASB, and I'm like, it is. Like, <laughs> he does want to bless yeah, us yeah. To, for our enjoyment. That like, is amazing, right? not out there to make us suffer, you know what I mean? So yeah. I love that, too. Even in the sacrifice, even when somebody comes into our home that we didn't think that was a good choice, Mom and Dad, that one's not. You know, <laughs> but in general, you know, God is not just out to take from us. Mm-hmm. He's, he's here giving us what would be a good life and then we in the world we think that's a lie or that it's mm-hmm. a negative thing to to give or to lay down ourselves so that we could find this amazing god he yeah. is amazing if he, it's true and if he is amazing like mm-hmm. it's worth laying down those little things that seem so important yeah wow so sure. good um I'm just going to touch on, you mentioned also when I was, you know, there's there's so many verses and so many of the people we'll hear from, we'll talk about so many of them as well. But uh, I'm just going to touch on, you know, Matthew 6, where uh, the birds and the lilies don't worry about their stuff. Yeah. You know, why do we worry so much and hold on to things? And yeah. even uh, Hebrews 13, 5, where like, don't, don't love this money. The, the love yeah. of money is what, I mean, we have money. We have to function with money. We need, right. mo- we have medical bills. We have life. Mm-hmm. We have to have a job, you know, whatever. But don't let that be your true hope. Don't right. let that be your source of um, just affection so much that mm-hmm. you hold on to it tightly when God says, I got you. I got yeah. you. Well, yeah. Let it go a little bit so I can mm-hmm. bless you. Otherwise, we just block out those blessings, I think, yeah, too. Yeah, so. for sure. Very cool. Good. Well, let's talk about your kids a little bit. Um, you know, uh, tell us a little bit about how you've maybe tried to interact with them about generosity. You can start with Hope Venture if you want, or we can dive right into some other things. I know you've done a lot of other things. Let's let's talk yeah. about where you want to start. Sure. Um, well, I can just give you a little background on yeah. just kind of generally how yeah. raising our kids, I think... I just, I just, I think with the missions trips I took as a high schooler, that really impacted me to just yeah. open my eyes to what is out there, to the poverty, to the, what people need, but also locally in mm-hmm. Lincoln. I'm like, yeah. I, I loved missions trips. My dream someday would be to get to a few more, but um, this is not where my life is at right now. But I'm like, you know what? There's a mission field here in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just in general, I think Mike and I were like, gosh, we don't want our kids to be selfish and entitled and yeah. greedy. And how can we instill that in them? Yeah. And um, that's some of the awesomeness of, you know, God blessing us to be able to have me at home most of the time is that I had a chance to instill some of that in our kids and I've they've been yeah it's been fun but um but we just wanted to teach them to like look outside of themselves absolutely who is it around you that might have a need how can we meet that practically um and also the amazing joy that comes from giving yeah and serving others like yeah I think I'm almost blessed more by loving and serving and giving to others than probably that person is, or maybe equally. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I think in a practical way, when the kids were a little bit younger, um, and I was looking back on, I think we did this for four different years, but I was just like, gosh, how can we do this in Lincoln? Yeah. Um, so I created a little Facebook group yeah. called Kids Loving Lincoln, mm-hmm. and um I think COVID kind of put the kibosh on some of that, <laughs> but uh, for about four years before that, mm-hmm. I was I call I have a, a lot of good friends down at People yep. City Mission. Mm-hmm. Tom Barber married Mike and I when we were okay. in college, and yep. um, so I just called their director. I'm like, how can we serve? How can 
kids serve yeah. practically at the People City Mission. Right. Like, what can they do? And I'm mm-hmm. talking, like, little kids. My yeah. kids were, I don't know, eight, nine, whatever. They were younger. And um, so, and I wanted to include other families, whoever yeah. I wanted to. So they said, summertime, brownies and ice cream. Mm-hmm. Like, they love ice cream. It's such mm-hmm. a treat. So we gathered a bunch of families, and we all made mm-hmm. brownies and brought ice yeah. cream and all the toppings. And we served the Sundays and mostly the kid I had the kids serve mm-hmm. the Sundays over their, all the lunch yeah. hours to the yeah. men's shelter and everything and yeah. like the looks on their faces <laughs> was so amazing um and then we served them practically in other ways like they're like really like the moms would love an hour of child care yeah so after mm-hmm. we did the brownies and ice cream a group of us went over and we provided child care for whoever wanted to drop yeah. their kids off in the daycare kind yeah. of child care center um, we did a little VBS thing. We mm. had some games outside that we planned, kind of like a VBS type thing. Um, what other, I think, the other things we did with that Kids Loving Lincoln is we did landscaping for a local church. Uh, we made cards and delivered them. Like we had the kids hand them to the nursing yeah. home residents a few times. Oh, so, so that awesome. was really cool. Um, other ways outside of that is just encouraging our kids to give to the VBS missions. Um we have had a Compassion International mm-hmm. child yep. for as long as I can remember. Yep. Um, so we don't always do the best at doing the written stuff back and forth. Mm-hmm. But we have their picture on our yep. fridge and try to pray for them. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple other ways just in our neighborhood, like we try to be really intentional with our neighbors as God opens those doors. Yeah. So um, from the time Noah was three, we started baking cookies and it's kind of yeah. evolved into making like stovetop potpourri and yeah. we deliver those door to door to everyone on our okay. immediate block yeah. and they get to hand those to them and yeah. it just makes such a, it's a connection point. It yeah. opens that relationship opportunity to yeah. just share and give and um then we shovel snow for our neighbors next yeah. door. Like, we're like, I'm like, you guys aren't getting paid for this. We're just yeah. doing it to help mm-hmm. out. And that's been a huge blessing to our neighbors. Um, and I don't know, local ministries like the Bottle Drive, City Impact, the kids choose a gift of love give that they mm-hmm. would like. And we mm-hmm. donate that to get to love. Um, yeah. And then tithing, trying to teach tithe. We don't really do allowance. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how <laughs> we've gone back and forth yeah. on that. But they do random chores or mm-hmm. mowing for grandparents or whatever and we try to kind of instill like oh like 10 percent of that like let's practice giving that and stuff so uh, anyway so many good things been... in there yeah and <laughs> so first of all for our listeners if if you're like katie and you're a go-getter and you're thinking like for one every generation and every city needs a new mom that's going to come along in the next generation and say hey how does my uh my generation do this and um you know you have to alter your thinking it's not just one and done we were uniquely gifted and and talented and have some strengths so you had some strengths of hey i don't mind gathering people i don't mind coming up with the ideas or even asking Mm -hmm. some friends and then joining those ideas together i don't mind going down to people city mission and organizing it so that we're ready for these different moms so maybe you're like that and you can you can think of some ideas that would bless your city bless your community bless your neighbors and you can organize yourself, your kids, your community of friends to do that. And like Katie, not only 
taught her kids that was brought her friends with her say maybe you're like her friend like you don't want to organize it but hey i'll come along with you that's great that (laughs) also is needed you know katie couldn't do that on her own the hope venture can do what we're doing on our own we need people to come with us you don't Mm -hmm. have to start a new nonprofit. all you need to do is figure out who you are how you were made what's on your heart and join in with somebody doing that whether that's that's uh, a Facebook group, Facebook group, you know, <laughs> nowadays that uh, is saying, hey, how do you guys want us to do, are you guys available next Tuesday morning or yeah. whatever, you know, and so many great things in that from, uh, from looking, like understanding there are, there are needs from taking your childhood experiences of going on missions trips and understanding there's there's other people living differently than me. Uh, I know when we talked with Veronica last week, we talked about just being in other cultures, understanding people live differently. And yeah. so if we're, we're too locked in our own world, we don't even see that sometimes. So just getting outside of ourselves, mm-hmm. teaching your kids like, hey, you're not getting paid for this, but we're just doing this because a neighbor that could shovel should know for a neighbor that's struggling with that, mm-hmm. that's a good thing to do. And we are going to be really rich in good deeds right we're gonna be rich in good works and we're gonna experience true life out of that right yeah yeah. oh your kids are gonna experience true life (laughs) when they learn to give like it's a joy it's it's for their enjoyment even he's giving us richly not so he takes from us and like oh i have to give i have to go down the people city mission actually you can do that and even not only just do the brownies and we're gonna make brownies we're gonna take ice cream Wow, to go above and beyond that to say they also could use childcare. Mm-hmm. They also could use this. Now, it doesn't mean Katie stops being a nurse. It doesn't mean you stop being a parent, doing all right. your things, and you work full time for People City Mission. There are ways yeah. we can step in at moments mm-hmm. and then step out of that and also do our life. You yeah. know, but yeah. if our if our life is closed off, then we're we're having trouble seeing those needs and stepping out into that. And now your kids are yeah. doing that. What do you hope? your kids will gain from kind of these experiences do you think um gosh I just I hope I kind of well I asked I didn't get to ask all three of them mm-hmm. um I'm like I've kind of asked them yeah. a question like how do you think I've taught you to live generously <laughs> like is it making a difference and then yeah. I kind of started writing down these ideas but yeah. then you wonder if they're picking up on yeah. stuff and um gosh I just want them to look outside of themselves I think that's the other thing I mean Several years ago, I would say we're not maybe as active in maybe doing um, stuff at the People City Mission outside the home. Sure, sure. You know, it gets harder, yeah. I think, as they get older to do some of those extra activities and yeah. harder to pull all of them together. And mm-hmm. so now that my oldest is 16 and he's driving on his own, I'm like, oh, okay, well, like he's doing his own thing. But I, I hope that they can just see that we've grown and modeled that they can look outside themselves so even on the way to school every day is our we try to sneak in a devotional if we can but on the way to school that cart ride to the school it's a little bit of chit chat but Mm -hmm. it's like okay i'm gonna pray for our day every day like that Mm -hmm. i'm like i want you guys to go in covered in prayer today Mm -hmm. so it's like um i think just how just asking them and praying god how can you help us see ways to show your love, yeah. your compassion, your kindness? And I'm always like, look for ways to be a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there are kids hurting at your school. Yeah. Look for that kid that's standing on the outside. Absolutely. Look for the kid that's being bullied and maybe yeah. put a stop to it. Or yeah. say, you know what? 
not cool. You know, yeah. be the one that stands up to do the right thing. And I think even just being generous and showing kindness in that, and I just pray that over them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think just them being the, the one to stand up to do the right thing, to show love, to show the love of Jesus, not only in what we believe, but mm-hmm. living and acting yeah. and speaking yeah. that with our actions. Yeah. Even if it's maybe you're the one showing respect to the teacher when everybody else is Absolutely, isn't, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and just reminding them that everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. So they'll yeah. be like, man, this kid was really getting on my nerves mm-hmm. today. And I'm like, yeah, maybe they were having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they've got stuff going on in their home mm-hmm. or in their household that is really tough that mm-hmm. they're going through. Or maybe you know, they lost a family member or maybe they're just struggling with something. I'm like, you got to see past the behavior and just try to look to that person and their heart. And like, I try to kind of teach them that because I'm like, everyone has a story. Yeah. So this stuff is so good. (laughs) If I'm a mom out there, I mean, I'm a dad, whatever. I'm thinking, wow, like these are all just such great reminders. Hopefully, you know, it's not like our listeners aren't doing these things already, but all the more, you know, be rich in good deeds, be, Mm -hmm. be generous in how many of those, like I did that. I I helped a people city mission one time a year ago, you know, like be rich in good deeds, keep Mm -hmm. at it, keep every morning, you know, covering your kids with prayer. As you, I think of the little moments you have with your kids too, as, as they get into elementary school, say, or even you're talking about high school, a driver, a 16 year old, Mm -hmm. you don't get that drive time anymore. And you're, like having to find new ways I remember um you know what you're saying about that drive to school making the most of that and settling yourself to say hey let's um you know think of this as a moment to prepare ourselves to live out the life God's given us to extend his kindness to to be in the moment blessing those that we see different than if if Jesus is real he ought to fill us so much that we're different to this world than yeah. everything we see around us yeah. so you're teaching that kid and their kids in that moment driving to school and then that moment after school you talked about loving picking them up from school I know for us I uh we mostly did it like the first week of school every year, but we had root beer floats after mm-hmm. after school got out the whole week of the first week. So we just get in a rhythm. Like when you come home, it's fun to come home. Yeah. We'll do something <laughs> fun. We got root beer floats waiting for you or a different snack if you decide you don't like root beer floats. And yeah. We had four boys. So sure enough, you know, somebody decides they don't even care about root beer floats. So <laughs> we have to try something different, chocolate or whatever. Yeah. But I'm going to make that moment after school somewhere where you want to be, yeah. where you want to talk talk to me and alone and you start to get in that habit of hey like mom's here dad's here we're here mm-hmm. for you we want to make the most of these moments to help you navigate hey that kid at school was bugging me or whatever like yeah how should we handle that because that's hard yeah. that's real in your world right now that's real but how can we not just be selfish and do life ourselves but care oh so good stuff so yeah. many good things anything else you would want to share before i start to wrap things up um gosh I think I had so much more prepared, but um, (laughs) as far as like the whole venture thing, I just want to get into that a little bit of just how we um, have just loved. I think as soon as you got you and Jeff and everybody started this ministry, I was like, oh, yes. Like, I just you guys are so amazing. And I love that there's a local ministry that works abroad. Mm -hmm. And you guys, I mean, you don't just 
oh, we're going to ship some money over there. I yeah. love that you guys go over there and you do life with these people for mm-hmm. short spurts of time. Yeah. And we just truly believe in what you do. Mm-hmm. And we love you guys and your heart for people and your Aww. heart for God and mission. And, um, and yeah, like you said, we're not like a continuous, but like we definitely, I think one of the things we've done with our kids mm-hmm. is we've sat down with that December catalog yeah. Yeah. and we open it up. We're like, okay, yeah. guys, like yeah. we love reading the stories mm-hmm. and what it goes to. We love seeing the little faces that these men, ministries go to the adults and the kids alike um and yeah so it's been awesome so we the kids will we all actually will pick out stuff from that so that's been really fun and um we truly believe in what you guys are doing and love that and then mike and i've been like okay we've you know we've got a little extra income this month like where can we give this Mm -hmm. and been prayerful about that and he's led us to you guys many times Yeah. yeah um so Yeah, and I just, I think one last kind of my wrap-up thought, which uh, will be, I think living generously is, it's a lifestyle. It's like a way of life. It's a way that we can worship God. Mm -hmm. So not only can we worship Him with our voice and singing Mm -hmm. and music, but we can worship Him in how we give and how we treat others. Um, One of our favorite verses is 1 Corinthians 10.31. So it says, whether you eat or drink, whatever you, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So like, oh, how, if the way I'm spending my money, even if it's on clothing or something I want, is like, is is this necessary? Is it a good use of my resources? Um, if it's my time, like, God, how do I spend my day? I've got this time where the kids are at school. I'm like, I know I've got cleaning to do, but like, give me, or even in my season of life, Mm -hmm. asking him how I should spend my time. You know, it changes. It's constantly evolving. Um, and then just teaching our kids to use their gifts and their Mm -hmm. talents. Mm -hmm. Um, for God's glory too. Yeah. So just teaching them. And then I think the other thing is how to listen to the Holy Spirit yeah. and be obedient to that. Yeah. We had cool opportunities where we've seen a homeless person on the street yeah. when we're heading to the grocery store and they're like, the kids are like, mom, what are we going to do about that? Mm. I'm like, well, let's get some bread and peanut mm-hmm. butter and jelly and mm-hmm. let's give it to them. And yeah. They were praying yeah. for you, you know, mm-hmm. um, or Hannah had a really cool moment where she really, during the baby bottle drive, she felt like God was speaking to her mm-hmm. to give her own decent yeah. chunk of money. Yeah. And I immediately almost kind of shut it down. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm like, let's pray about that. Yeah. So just getting them. And she did. She went ahead and yeah. gave that money and it brought such joy to her. And then as a parent being like, oh, like. To teach your kids when they come up with an idea, yeah. not to shoot it down, but to yeah. be like, yeah, let's pray about it. Let's, yeah. let's hear what God has to say about that. So. <laughs> Isn't that so cool? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think sometimes we do like get startled by our kids' response and all. We, we don't do that, you know. But oh, wait, they wanted, like, if you're trying to teach your kids generosity, don't shut that down. So yeah. good. And, and like you're saying, this is a lifestyle. This mm-hmm. is, you know, we're, we're trying to focus on that this month, not because somebody needs money it's because we find true life we experience true life in being generous and living differently with the holy spirit leading us with the holy spirit making us different we can extend that to others and so we want to leave everybody with a challenge each week and i know last week we were talking about you know noticing the chocolate chips and the moments where we can share something but i you know, and there's so many things you talked about here of the, you know, giving what you can and stuff. But I, I really, one thing I'm catching as I talk with you, Katie, uh, in this context is the intentionality you have taken 
to say, we are not going to let these moments pass where we have an opportunity to teach something to our kids or to model something to our kids, to live that out ourselves, mm-hmm. to be transparent that this, I don't do that perfectly all the time, but I, I'm going to try to model this. And mm-hmm. whether that's, okay, we're going to start a group on Facebook and, okay, we're going to go down to people's city mission. Okay, we're going to shovel our neighbor's snow. Okay, we're going to pray during our drive to school and we're going to say, kids, we, we hope you're able to bless somebody today. Mm-hmm. You know, And so I want to challenge our listeners to be intentional. Pick one thing to choose to set aside some time this week and ask yourself am I being intentional with the time I have with these kids to teach them how to live and love generously to experience true life Mm -hmm. I want them to experience true life I want for their enjoyment it's right there you know for their enjoyment can I help model that for them and it's gonna bless them it's gonna make it better for them so can I be intentional this week to say, I, I'm going to make a plan. I'm mm-hmm. actually going to sit down for a minute, give myself a break, it, you know, not just to go do my own thing with my friends or to be selfish myself, but to say, how can I intentionally pour out to my kids so they experience true life? And so that's yeah. our challenge to you this week. We're excited. Thanks, Katie, for being on yeah, with us. Thanks for having me. All right, let's do it. Adios. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Thanks. Yes.